Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. 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 What we need to do is see the world in you and see the world in me. And when we get into our bones, we wake up to the moans of freedom, of freedom. So like. Like a track's like when we get on the mic, we got that pussy on type. And the vortex all right, got them all calling out. Vibe higher, bitch. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Superficial Magic. I'm Megan Granger. And I'm Dana Moon. Today, we are joined by guest Olivia June. She is an entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of Havina, which is a women, friendship, and empowerment app. What? I'm the CEO of a few things myself. Oh, tell me. Tell me. Um, they're secret. They're secret <laughs> stuff. Are they secret because they don't exist? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, her app was voted number one from Apple last year, so that's kind of ridiculous. Kind of amazing. A few of my apps were actually voted number one as well. Oh, I what wish were I wish I could tell. I wish I could. Oh, is that another secret? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, you were just full of secrets. She also has the online magazine. Yes. Yes. Um, and this like tells stories of how women meet each other and become friends and. You can um, go to it at Vina Zine, V-I-N-A-Z-I-N-E. That's awesome. Yeah. So that is the Instagram for it. And super cool. We talk about loneliness, relatable. What? She says something in this podcast that had me like, she says that loneliness is akin to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. They have now proven that. That is how bad it is for your health. And you can be lonely and be surrounded by people. I feel like that's actually very common. So yeah, it's not like, are you surrounded by people? It's are you surrounded by people who listen to you, who understand you, who connect with you, who connect with you and understand. Yeah. I also feel like there's, it's this conversation so important because there's so much shame with loneliness. Like people are ashamed to be like, Hey, I'm lonely. Like it's, society frowns upon it or well, it's like being like hey I'm a loser that's what it feels like that's what it feels like to say but I feel like once you confide in somebody they're like oh yeah me too right oh yeah like most of my life for sure mm-hmm. I never felt understood and and or connected with people on a deeper level well that's I mean that's unfortunate for you I personally <laughs> felt <laughs> As Megan is holding a yearbook, <laughs> by the way, she's holding a yearbook in her hand from junior high, middle school. This is eighth grade. This is eighth grade where it's her handwriting. She wrote to herself mm-hmm. as different people. So, so there's personalized messages. Yeah. And eighth grade. And you're going to read some of them. Not a popular young lady. I know it's shocking. Um, so I took my eighth grade yearbook. I've discussed this on the podcast before, but you didn't even really change your handwriting, by the way. No, I know. I, I well, what I did was, <laughs> did you leave phone so, numbers? So embarrassing. You left phone numbers to yourself. Okay. Yes. But listen to this one. <laughs> this, oh my God. Megan wrote you guys, phone numbers to herself. Listen to this is so embarrassing. Can we call I'm the phone only numbers? giving this to you guys. <laughs> Megan, I've told you the jealous boyfriend stuff. Isn't me. I'm writing this to myself. 
what's the Scotty shit? So Scotty was this guy wanted to ask me out. He has a personalized note Wait, that I. So you're fighting with I nobody. started start fake <laughs> fighting between two fake handwriting things. I'm just saying, you guys, loneliness does stuff. I to understand. Your brain. <laughs> <laughs> because this was around the time like. My family was super strict. I wasn't allowed to go do anything. So I was just alone every You don't need I, like, excuses. My family thought I was schizophrenic because I talked to myself. Okay. In the mirror. And I made up different personalities. So like there's... Oh, you don't so need- you... I just wrote this down. You were doing the same thing. I just... I just... Like Shakespeare you- <laughs> took pen to paper. You wrote it down <laughs> and I, my family just brought me to mental institutions. <laughs> okay. Um... Am I your boyfriend? I hope I'm your last writer in this yearbook. Oh, you might be or you might not be, depending on how much energy I have left. What was it signed? Um, Oh, oh, but hold on. But I think I am your last writer because this is at your house. He was at my house. Oh, my God. You had a boy over your house. Oops. I hear you coming. Bye. Or since that's what I'm about to say in person. Hi, Kurt. Kurt. Also, what happened to Kurt? I fucked him in college. <laughs> Every man <laughs> that ignored me um, or was mean to me in middle school, as soon as I got pretty in college, they got. You had hate sex with them? You know, I, I guess fucked is a, is a harsh word. I think I might have like made out with a lot of them and then not called back. Gotcha. Gotcha, Kurt. Um, I mean, just. Kurt, should I call read on Kurt? One? Oh yeah, my God, one this more. one's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. Darcy? I don't know why I'm so obsessed with this guy named Scotty. Okay, this one's another one about Scotty. Hey, Maggie. Oh, they have a nickname for me. You're getting to be a good dumper, not a pooper. I was dumping them. (laughs) Okay. Wait, is this it? I didn't write that. Just like, I don't want you guys to think I was getting at being good at dumping, like pooping. (laughs) Wait, did you write this one to yourself? Yes. These are all written from myself. Okay. Um, hey, Megan, Maggie, you're getting to be a good dumper. First Brock, now me. Oh, poor Brock. What's up with that? I heard you and Scotty had fun at Amanda's. Fuck you, but I love you always. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to understand something right now. Uh-huh. The fact that you had a bunch of fake people sign your yearbook. Right. But why did they all have so much drama with you? Because I was like... <laughs> like because I was a mover and a shaker. What is all this drama? I, I don't know. And like sometimes I would on purpose spell my name wrong. So it looked more like it I was, was catfishing myself. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why I did it. Because, you know, some people will be like, why'd you do it? Yeah. I thought I would take this yearbook. I was starting a new f- high school. Yeah. So I thought when I was starting my first day at high school, people would be like, oh, can we see your yearbook from your old school? And you would be like, and I'd be oh like, my oh God. my God, it's so embarrassing. Like all these people are obsessed with me. Yeah. Don't look too closely. Cause like drama, but yeah, I, anyway, I dump every, I dump everywhere. Yeah. So I'm a big dumper. <laughs> I'm dumping right now. <laughs> so then in college, also lonely time. <laughs> In college, you brought your oh, I brought, I brought. I have this with yearbook. me in my adult apartment. This yearbook's coming with and me Megan, forever. Meg, the cut to freshman year of like, orientation, and Megan just has her middle school yearbook and just leaves it open everywhere. Yeah, I'm just like, oh Ugh. my god, I forgot my yearbook. Uh, you guys don't, don't read, read it. it. It's so embarrassing. I broke up with like 10, 10 different Scotties. So then, <laughs> my freshman year of college, 
once again, no friends. I don't know what these girls were thinking. And I would sit in the basement of this house I lived in and just call Loveline every single night. And I'd be like, disguise my voice. Disguising was a very big thing. I'd be like, hello, my name is Marissa. I once called and said I was so beautiful that men were afraid to talk to me. Oh, yeah. We, 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 you share this on The Lonely Share. On, on the, the po- on this episode, oh yeah, yeah. I think I shared both of these things on this episode. I'm not no, not the yearbook. The yearbook's new to me. Yeah, just well, look. We ha- we have a lonely. Megan comes up with a lonely share, which I think is a great icebreaker for new friendships. Just get right into it. Just trauma bond immediately. Just be like this is what I do when I have no one. Yeah, you call you called Loveline. You wrote yourself letters. I talked to myself in the mirror. Yeah, you have to be proactive. Yeah. You admitted to me something. That makes me not want to know if I want to be your friend. friend. If maybe it would be better to just be writing to fake friends. Yeah. You told me today that you have been strongly and seriously considering getting your hair permed. Exactly. And not telling me. Not telling anybody. And when I say, hey, your hair looks curly. Yep. You were going to say, yes, I've started washing it and letting it air dry. Yes. And I, you ruined it because now I can't. Why would do you it. do this? Just so we would think you had naturally curly hair. Just so I'd be like, well, sometimes guys, my hair changes. Wow. Sometimes it's just really curly, and you don't even know that about me. Thank you for outing yourself. This could have been like such a big fight once I realized. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're growing your mole back. My mole. Your mole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you had a mole as a kid. Yeah, but I don't know how that applies, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I had a mole, a, a beauty mark above my lip when I was little. Yeah, bring it back. And adults would be like, that's so pretty. And I was like, I hate it. And I would yeah. stare in the mirror every night and be like, go away, go away, go away. And it was like big. And it went away. Oh, my God. And now I want it back. So I'm putting like a little dot over it sometimes. And it, is it coming back? Yes. Same thing with my perm. That's not real. I know. <laughs> Let me have it. Um... Olivia really gets into how you could start to make a friendship like this one. You know, just a real friendship based on moles, fake perms. <laughs> um, what else do we have in common? <laughs> That's it. Our friendship's going downhill. <laughs> we have nothing else in common. Uh, not drinking. Being not sober. drinking. We're still not drinking. I, somebody wrote me the other day and was like, how on earth are you sober? And I'm like, I think I need to maybe just make it super clear I'm still taking Ambien. Yeah. You know, you're totally sober. Totally. I'm still um, on Ambien. But if you're prescribed Ambien to sleep. That's what I'm telling myself. I think this is the first step of not taking Ambien anymore. Yeah. That's the dream. And then no Ambien. That that's the dream. That's the goal. Um, but yeah, we're still subs. We've got that in common. And truly, I don't know exactly when I started to make really good friends. It took me a really long time. It took a lot of trial and error. It took me a really long time. And um, it's really worth it because you need them. You need them. And I, I feel like I have this conversation with a lot of my girlfriends where like, they're, they're stuck in relationships with people that like either put them down or just aren't serving their growth. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't thrive 
Yeah. You can't thrive if you're in a dysfunctional close relationship with somebody with and they're putting you down or hurting you or like you just can't. Yeah, to find people that believe in you and you believe in them. What else are we here for, you know? Exactly. And yeah. it's like to me I'm just like, okay, life's challenging enough that I don't need my friendships to be challenging. Amen. So we're all here to lift each other up. So if you find yourself needing some more connections, needing some deeper connections, you might even have a lot of friends and you want more. Um, Go to this app. It's free. It's fucking free. Download it. Download it. Look at it. And tell us what you think. Also, we're like over dating apps to find men, right? We're kind of over... It's like, let's get into the good stuff. Yeah. And I can't remember where I read this. Men are great. I love men. And I actually have a lot of guy friends that I really value. You do. But there's a study that shows that like connecting with a woman is just deeper. And I'm sure that goes for gay men as well. I'm sure gay gay men can connect at that level. Um, You know what? Everything I'm saying right now is probably incredibly not right so I'm just gonna stop there but uh oh I'll tell you this you're gonna love this yeah what so I did um a show in this West Hollywood room it was like amazing gay room and the comic that cut off he was on he was on the same show as me he came up to me after and he was like I just feel like I was watching myself I feel like you're me and he was a gay porn star I love him and I was like what better compliment? None. What is it? Like, I've never been so excited. I'm like, I'm a gay porn star inside. I mean, I wish you were on the outside as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't want to like poo poo on straight men. They're great. They're great. Well. I know. They're getting shit on a lot lately. Yeah. And so we got to, we got to show them some love. And some women aren't able to relate. Some gay men aren't able to relate. So it's all just, I'm being super stereotypical and broad and whatever. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, but when you try to relate to everybody, you could, don't you kind of right. miss the mark? I'm just, you know, even if you have a great boyfriend or husband, you still need a girlfriend. That's, you know what? That's my thesis. I'm sticking with it. Write me hate mail. Everybody, no matter what, everyone needs an amazing girlfriend. Yes. Regardless of your gender. So true. Thank you. That's my point. Yeah. So go to the app. Let us know what you think. Um, where can we follow Olivia on social media? You can oh, follow me at Megan Granger. At you at Dana Moon Me. Yes. And um, at Hey Olivia June, she looks like Scarlett Johansson had a baby with Charlize Theron. I think she just looks straight exactly like Charlie Theron. I see Scarlett Johansson, too. When Taylor and I email, he's always like, is this week the Charlie Theron girl? She's so beautiful. I like, know. I just can't stop staring into her and eyes. And she had problems making friends. She had problems. I was like, what? But it's so, I mean, she's so vulnerable because she's so open about it. Like, she tells us, like, how, what led her to making this app and, you know, like the path she went on to like find friends and the things she did and I mean I admire that a lot because in college I would just like stare out the window at at other parties I was like too scared to like go down oh wow I know but I didn't know anybody and I didn't have any friends and I felt like a burden so I was like I'm not gonna show up to a party alone okay yeah can I just tell you the one step worse than that which is something I did to make you feel better my loser roommate and I freshman year of college heard about a frat party so we walked to it 
and we knocked on the door and this guy opened it and we're like, hey, we're here for the party. (laughs) And he goes, we're not having a party. And then two girls ran by naked in the background screaming, this is the best party ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's like out of a movie. And we were like, okay, well, have a great night. And then we went back to reading like Bridget Jones, which we did every night. Anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) this has been quite a share. Thank you for your share. Thank you for your share. Loneliness. Let us know what you guys think. Share your lonely stories with us. Come join the Superficial Magic (laughs) Vibrators group. You probably can't because people still email me every day that they can't join it. But try and tell me if you can't. I think I I saw the numbers went up. I think it's working. Okay, cool. It's a fun little secret group that you're in if you want. And if you can't find it, Insta me and I'll help you get on it. Yes. Um, Okay. Enjoy the show. Oh, Oh, wait. Rate rate the podcast five stars. Rate the podcast five stars. Enjoy share. the show. <laughs> um, and share it with a friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the show. show. <laughs> okay. Olivia, you're a very, very um chocked full of information, young lady. I feel like we've been talking for ten minutes and we that's we already have a podcast episode, but we we weren't recording. We weren't recording. So let's try to Damn it. um let's Re- try to re- retrace our steps. Okay. First off, we want to start by telling you um, our lonely stories. So I'll start because mine's really sad. Um, in college. Wait, we're all going to do a lonely share. Yeah, we're going to start with a lonely share. So we're all going to share our loneliest times. So in college, um, zero friends. Like, I- I'm not kidding. Zero. So I lived in the basement of this house of these girls who hated me. For, for really no reason, which is so victim-y, but they really didn't like me, and I was pretty nice. So yeah, How did you become roommates with them? Because my parents made me because they were in the same small religion oh. as we were. Yes. Okay. So um, I would sit in the basement every night, and I'd listen to Loveline, and I would call in pretending to be different people with different problems, so Dr. Drew and Adam could help me fix my fake life I'd be like I called in once and I was like hi my name is Maria I'm a model and I'm almost too beautiful I got on the air <laughs> saying I was a model Maria who was too beautiful and they talked to me it was like with 311 or something because they used to have musical guests and they talked to me for like 30 minutes about being too beautiful and what it means and like blah 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 and I was like yeah okay thank you I guess I'll just go be beautiful and popular now and hung up and was like just sitting in my basement and then was the next character like I'm too overweight (laughs) yeah can you guys help me (laughs) yes so um not having friends I think is probably one of the worst things that can happen in a woman's life and it happens to all of us Mm-hmm. What's your lonely story, Dana? Oh, when I think about the saddest times in my life, it's when I truly didn't have any friends. That's yeah. that's it. Like I didn't have a community. When I was really young, I um I I probably had zero friends. And even like siblings, people are like, "Oh, but you know, you your had, brother like, and sister." Eight friends. Yeah, well, for sure. But also like my, even my siblings were like my brother and sister were friends with each other, but they weren't friends with me. Oh. Yeah, so I I couldn't even get friendship in the family, and I'm like I'm sharing a room with you. So every imaginary friend counts as a negative friend. So I had negative eight friends, and let me tell you, I created imaginary friends who played with me, 
and I called them Sandy Mandy Candy Randy. <laughs> Sandy Mandy Candy Randy. <laughs> so they all they all were Andy Dandy. Andy names. Yeah, and so I would I would like play school bus, and I would they. What a game! They, school bus. I would drop them off, and I would I literally would imagine people in front of me. And we would be talking and hanging out. And I'd be like, so now we're going to like go, go play house. I imagined all of these people who didn't exist. I mean, it doesn't get any more lonely than, right, than that. It doesn't, I also like got actively rejected for a little bit. Like I remember in eighth grade walking, I would sit in the back of the school bus. And so every day I would like walk back. And one day these kids were just like, you don't have to come back here and sit with us. They're like, just please sit in the front. And I was like okay so Aww. I just sat in the front and then when I was even littler I saw like a birthday across the street so I went and was like walking over and somebody goes oh no Megan's coming oh <gasps> I know so Olivia those things stick with us it sticks with us help and, like, us we're all wounded and through all of these interactions that we have throughout our lives um and now we have all have like thousands of imaginary friends on Instagram and Facebook and reality TV, where these are people, I guess real people, um, but we have these imaginary relationships with them. So this is actually called the parasocial effect. Um, and I studied this in college and applied. It was originally created in the 1960s um, with housewives who built these fictitious friendships with uh, soap opera characters. Whoa. So parasocial? So the parasocial effect was invented in the 1960s looking at how housewives were developing this fictitious friendships with uh, soap opera characters and their relationships with Ronaldo and Yolanda and wow. whatnot. And they felt like they were real friendships. And now I started to see this in, when I was in college in 2007, so still very early in the world of social media, and I was like, this is happening with reality television, and this is happening with Facebook and MySpace. And we all have these fictitious friendships where we think about them as like our real friends, and we talk about you know these people that we don't really know and we're having a one-sided relationship with because they're just looking at our content and we're just looking at their content, but they're real people, which makes it a next level of kind of it being weird because they're real people living real lives but the friendship isn't being experienced on both sides so is there something built just so deeply in the female psyche that's like we need I, maybe tribes the wrong word but like we have Community. to have those connections and we'll make them with a guy on tv if we have to or a girl on it's i don't know if it's specifically just women it's definitely has been looked at with women but men experience the same psychological phenomenon they have parasocial relationships with you know the people on their instagrams and and whatnot oh i bet they do oh <laughs> i bet they have many girlfriends on instagram that don't know they exist yeah <laughs> and like so my my like super lonely moment is really kind of how i started to think about the idea of how i'd create hey vina and I had moved to San Francisco. It was the downfall of MySpace where you could make new friends and the rise of Facebook where you could just kind of make inventory of your existing people you know. And I was like, how do I meet new people in this new city? I was living in my aunt's guest room. She's much older. I had no job and I had no reason to leave the house and not really like any funds to go do anything fun with by myself and just kind of walk around. And so I uh, started going on 
like dates and I started looking at the profiles of actually the women on the site and noticing these girls are really cool like these are the ones I want to be friends with like they are funny they have the same sense of humor we like the same stuff we have the same style we read the same books but the problem was we were on a dating site and people were going to think that I was hitting on them mm-hmm. so I messaged right. them anyway and there's this <laughs> I have a screenshot of it still in like our information today of this really awkward message I sent to this woman saying, hey, like I'm new to town. Like I think that you are really cool and I hope it's not weird that I'm messaging you. And like you can tell when you read this message, I am dying inside while writing this. Aww. And I, I was just like, I just really want a friend. And I'm like, P.S. Like you have amazing eyebrows. Like <laughs> where do you get them done? And um, she wrote back and I was like, this is the only person that wrote back. I probably sent like a dozen of these messages to women on OkCupid okay in 2009. And um, she was like, oh, I've done this before. And I got rejected being like, I'm not a lesbian. And I had gotten a couple of those messages too. And I was made me feel really bad about myself because it was like re- like this extra level of rejection of like, not only do I not want to be your friend, but I'm I also not, don't, want to, don't want to date you. <laughs> <laughs> so she thought that you were hitting on her. No, no, this woman didn't. But she and I both had experienced this rejection of like seeing other people on the dating site that we wanted to be friends with, but the expectation and the intentionality of why people were there was not for friendship. Right. And so this was kind of the starting of the idea for for Vina is to create an app that was similar to a dating platform, but with the exclusive intention and exclusive purpose of friendship women friendship women's friendship so it's we're a women only platform and where the women only aspect came in i've been on the board of a nonprofit called spark sf where it's millennials who do philanthropic investment into grassroots women's initiatives and there's a lot of evidence when you invest into women and communities the entire world benefits the economy gets better people's health get better education gets better everything gets better when you invest into women i was like okay well, we need to be investing more into women I, we spend the money i mean we spend the jesus, money right we take care of our people we reinvest the money that we make into the community and then also i had started hosting these women's only happy hours called ladies who vino where we'd host a uh, monthly get together over the gla- over a glass of wine as everyone's mutual friend and network like friends and amazing things were coming out of this women only networking experience and social experience people were finding roommates they were finding jobs they were finding deals they were you know getting promotions they were getting all of these resources that come from having a support network of amazing women i imagine this just blew up did this just explode? So our okay. first ever event, this this woman and I, uh, my friend Christina Farr and I, were standing at a women in tech event, and it was over half men there. We were introduced as guy through mutual guy friends to become friends, and she and I are standing there trying to like get to know each other. And guys kept on coming up and like trying to buy us drinks and like hover handsing, and uh, we're just like, oh my god, I wish we could have just like a women only space to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So we're like, let's host our own event and have invite all the women we know, which was not very many because both of us didn't have a lot of friends yet. And over 60 women showed up to that first night. (laughs) That's amazing. And every night that we hosted after that was another like 100 women would come to this event. Wow. And so eventually, like basically every woman in in tech or in Silicon Valley would come to the had been to one of our events and had met people and made friends and it was really fantastic always you always left so like buzzing with energy and fired up and excited 
Um, and that was a lot of the inspiration. So kind of bringing together all of those experiences is why we ended up with a women's only uh, friend making platform called Vina. That's so amazing because I feel like, I mean, working in a male dominated field where, you know, I mean, I don't work in tech, so I don't know how many men versus women are there, but if you're in a, if you're new to a city, you're new to a job and you work with all men, it's how do you meet women? Yeah. I mean, even you know if you I mean? don't like, work with all men, like you need to be friends with people that aren't your colleagues. Yes. Because it's very toxic to talk negatively about work with your colleagues a lot and which would happen because we're all, we all need to vent about work because that's life, but it creates a really toxic culture and then, you know, negative things can come out of that. You need to have great friendships with your colleagues and good relationships and working relationships is really great to have those intimate connections. But when it comes to like kind of airing the negative stuff that you feel about your working environment and the people you work with, you should not be talking about that with your colleagues. That's really interesting. Like, so I'm from Kansas and when I moved out to California, that was the first moment I, I, like I had some really good friends in Kansas. Actually, one of them listens. Hi, Andrea. Um, but I didn't know how to really foster female relationships until I moved out to Los Angeles, where suddenly it was like older women mentors who are like, you know, have like beads in their hair who were welcoming me into the feminine, like divine feminine. And we're sitting on the beach, like beating drums and passing around a candle. And I'm like, I wish I was invited to this. this yeah, you, you're not invited. No, I'm just kidding. You can come anytime. <laughs> but like from that, it suddenly opened and I have not to brag, but so many girlfriends now you're like the ringleader I of just friends. I you just like, have so I I love girls I've met so many girlfriends through you like very good girlfriends they're the best and like from for me to come from being the girl that they're like please don't come sit with us or like please don't come to this party please don't it just I I don't want anybody to ever get like negative beliefs in their head about anything but especially I can't make friends or like I don't connect to women oh yeah because it's not true well, being lonely, I think in society, we think so much of it about it being an identity. Like, mm. I am lonely is like a who you are. But like, it's so far from that. Being lonely is like feeling hungry and feeling thirsty and feeling tired. And when you feel those things, you eat something, you drink water, you take a nap or go to sleep. And the same thing with being lonely. Feeling lonely is that you need to spend time connecting with people. And mm -hmm. so it doesn't necessarily, you know, you might know dozens of people, but if you haven't had a deep conversation with someone and like really felt seen and seen another person and spent time in person with them, you can still feel lonely. So what about people? I'm imagining some people in small towns right now being like, what, it, like, is this possible? For, is the app available for them there? Like, do do some people make long distance relationships? What if you're just not in a city with a bunch of people so everything on vena is location based uh we give you up to a 50 mile radius to connect with people and but it does update your location anytime you go somewhere ah. and vena's popular in 158 countries around the world that being said not everywhere in the world has like a plethora of people within that 50 mile radius and so but there might be three people and meeting one or two of those three people could be life-changing because that could be your best friend and suddenly you're in on a camel in Morocco together. This really happened recently. Oh, awesome. Or you could be with a camel toe on a hike. <laughs> that really happened to me recently. 
Um, who went on a camel in Morocco? I just got this great story of uh, a couple of women who met on Vina and on their second Vina date, they were talking about how they both wanted to go to Morocco and they just went ahead and booked a trip and they spent two weeks riding around Morocco and exploring and becoming great friends. We have so many amazing stories like this um, at any given moment. There are women traveling around, like dancing in Vegas or roommates or doing crafts or eating brunch. I imagine like there's two people at Applebee's right now having the same level of experience as a camel, you know, like anything if you're with the right person. Exactly, exactly. Mm -mm -mm. It's so important because I feel like when I, you know, I, when I first started doing stand up and I kind of found my circle of friends, it was all stand ups. It was all female stand ups. And it was like, um, I mean, it's great. I, I loved it. But I think finding it's like what you said, like finding the friendship outside of what you do for work was was truly what. God, I just got in a better like mental space in my life. Right. Like I mm-hmm. it's a different type of support when you have friends outside of work. Yeah. Well, we also are all so diverse as individuals. You know, we all contain multitudes. It might be that you're you know, love, you're a writer and also you're an adventurer and you are a traveler and you're a foodie and you are, you know, love to crochet and, you know, I don't know, whatever it is. But like you need to find people who kind of connect with all those sides of you and nourish Mm -hmm. all those different sides of you. The part of you that likes art, the part of you that loves sci-fi, the part of you that, you know, wants to talk about family trauma. Not everybody wants to talk about and do and experience all of those things. And that's super okay. Yeah. We need multiple people, many people in our lives. So is it like eHarmony? You answer a bunch of questions and then you get matched up with people that like the same stuff as you? Or is it kind of you sift through on your own intuition? It's kind of like more more like Cosmo BuzzFeed meets Tinder. So, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, so there's like fun quizzes. We're working on adding a lot more like kind of deeply scientific quizzes. Uh, but right now they're more on the fun side, like what uh, haircut should you have or what color is your aura and what planet are you from? Uh, you know, what's your real age? Those are the, some of the quizzes that we have on the platform. And when you sign up, everyone signs that like goes through the same quizzes. Like, do you like coffee or wine? Do you, are you an indoor or outdoor person? Are you a daytime or nighttime person? Introvert or extrovert? Do you like making plans? Are you spontaneous? And these are some basic questions that we use to say, like, logistically speaking, like, could this be a good match? You know, could, at a glance, could we say, like, if you're an outdoorsy daytime person and who likes coffee and I'm a wine nighttime Salsa person. Dancer. Yeah, we're probably we could be friends maybe in some other. It's going to be really hard for us to meet up after a nap. Yeah. Just mm. logistically speaking. You're like the female Mark Zuckerberg. I'll take it. <laughs> Dana's an extrovert from Uranus. Okay. <laughs> Megan has done like three butt jokes today. And Dana was like, can I borrow a pen? And I was like, it's in my butt. Like, what am I talking about? I'm I, nine years old. You are like super hyper. I'm so hyper. Today. I've never seen Megan like this before ever. Yeah. The hyperness brings out the butt stuff. And is there like, <laughs> is there like a friendship button I can push on there? But it's like butt stuff. Like, I'm, I mean, you that. can put it in your bio and be like, I like butt jokes. And like, there'll be someone who spices on you and you will connect and she'll be like, oh my God, butt jokes are my favorite thing in the world too. And then you'll tell 
probably be like 80 years old <laughs> laughing in your rocking chairs from like <laughs> remember oh, the, remember the butt, butt jokes butt <laughs> well it's almost like this is so off the subject but it's almost like I've formed such deep female friendships that I haven't been dating and it used to be all about my boyfriends and I just had boyfriends and that's how I experienced life and then I started making really good girlfriends and now dating it's like I don't really want to go on a date with you because my girlfriends are going out and I want to go with them I get my fill from connecting with with women me too and I'm like I don't crave that's not just you guys that's like happening all over the world and that's maybe the only reason why it's actually a scary time for boys Right. But really, come on. I mean, it's actually a phenomenon. There's, you know, the book, All the Single Ladies came out. There is, you know, some really interesting articles that have been coming out basically about the rise of the single woman and the complete lack of interest in in dating and the kind of interesting communal living circumstances of older women who are living together. And, you know, women are living a lot longer than men. And it's very interesting to see how this is going to massively change I don't know if you guys know this but in the last I think 20 years women have earned 12 million more college degrees than men wow and so there's been like that statistic yeah it's pretty amazing go girls so it's almost like we're becoming non-sexual lesbians yeah I mean at the end of the day for women it's like emotional intimacy is everything right we get asked all the time you know I would get asked by men about why don't we just make it about activities like you post an activity and then you go do the activity I'm like women don't want to do random activities with each other (laughs) just strangers like we're not gonna just because we both like oh my god men are like climb the mountain you got to the top of the mountain that's your connection exactly like so we're doing it we did the thing we like now we're friends we're connected I get this question asked a lot because um like I'm still on dating apps and I, you know, I'll, I'll message with men and they're, I just feel so disconnected from this, but they're like, so what are your favorite hobbies to do in your downtime? And I'm like, this is just not a conversation I ever have with women. Like we just don't. Right. Like when we're getting to know each other, we, we just talk about like what's in our heart or mm-hmm. what is going on in our life. We're not like, so do you bowl or do you skate? <laughs> Yeah. Like I just I'm I feel so dis and I, I might I might sound like a total asshole but I just feel a disconnect from having that conversation. Well, it's interesting. Uh, so we have a medical advisory board at Vena where we have some of the top researchers, physicians, psychiatrists, psychologists who are looking at the relationship of how how we connect as humans and how we build friendships and how it affects our physical health because it is the biggest predictor of your physical health is if you have close friendships what yeah oh, oh my gosh being, really yeah Megan's taking notes I'm taking notes that's so being lonely being is lonely so bad is the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day shut up it's I mean, more, don't, but it's the truth. It's really true. Yeah, keep but, talking. So there please is don't. this. Yeah, please don't shut up. Opposite, opposite day, <laughs> opposite butt day. <laughs> and um, it was really interesting. A conversation I was having with uh, one of our advisors. It was talking about a study that they recently did about how men and women bond and how those new connections are are made. And so they gave instructions for men to watch a sports game. Then they played a wee hockey game. And then they had a small talk conversation. And then they uh, had questions that they had to ask each other for emotional intimate conversation. And the only things that contributed to feeling closer or better were playing the game together and then having the intimate conversation. 
God, our society's so fucked up by trying to make us compete with each other yeah. when all we need is to connect with each other. Well, and they did the same thing for women and the same set of instructions. And women completely failed at making small talk with each other. And so the study was didn't work on them because they just went straight into emotionally intimate conversation yeah. and basically couldn't follow instructions to And they didn't play the on. game? They played the game and, and those didn't really matter. But the emotional intimate conversation, that mattered. And the small talk was didn't, they couldn't even measure it because women didn't even follow instructions to stay in small talk. Wow. They just went straight into, because that's just how women are with each other. Yeah, I don't even know how to, I don't even know what questions, like how do you even be normal with small talk? I totally spiral and I'm like, what's your relationship like with your father? And then. I hate small talk so much. Yeah, and I think that's why like going to parties and talking to people for the first time gives me massive anxiety because I'm like, I just don't want to go around and have those like basic conversations with people. But um, the event where we met, the uh, Katie Hill charity Mm -hmm. every woman I met like I just instantly it was like soulful conversations like we were like talking about our first mushroom experience and time isn't real and all and I was just like (laughs) I was like living for that event like every single person that I had and I had such a deep conversation with you it was like there was no small talk bullshit and so I was like oh maybe like I can create this when I'm going out and meeting new people just to kind of shift my perspective, like you don't have to have small talk exactly. with somebody for the first time. Well, it's the same thing as like when we're sitting in traffic and we're like, I'm in traffic. You are traffic. Like you are part of it. Right. <laughs> and so the same thing when you're in the conver- you're at a party and you're like, I'm having a lot of small talk and I loathe it. Like you, you are, are having that. You can change that conversation. Yeah. I kind of tend to like to have a few fun questions that I'm just asking people about during a season like it's kind of an indefinite amount of time but I just pick a few fun questions that I'm curious about and maybe they're a little wacky or they just um, get people talking about who they really are and those are kind of how I start to steer conversation and I just tell people I'm like so I have some fun questions that I've been asking people lately and (laughs) and people are always like what I'm like I don't know it's just kind of fun to like dive into like I want to hear your perspective on you know this thing I would love if somebody did that to me I would you sound like a you're like a little reporter yeah, but it's like they're fun. It's their like their dinner party questions, and like yes. one of them is was like, um, you know, what's a what's a mantra or like a phrase that like you grew up with or like you really have latched onto that you really live your life by. Ooh, is this a question or is this like for is do we, we, do we answer? answer? Um, oh, okay. Mine is mine. I think mine is just to have fun. Is think, that your motto? Like have fun. Um. Uh, no probably not I think I lied there I think it's kind of turning um like crap that happens into comedy like into something funny find the humor in it yeah I think I'm I think that's my through line that that's it's just maybe that also translates to fun but like finding the humor and even like the darkest things in life Mm -hmm. is kind of like my drug I love that because we all awesome. deal with terrible things and they're out of our control. And if you can like find that one sliver of like a little subject that you're like, I can turn this into a joke that'll make yeah. people laugh. And then it's like, oh, we have power. You kind of feel like you have power over that traumatic event that mm-hmm. happened because you can like laugh about it and then make other people laugh about it too. Yeah. 
So that was a long-winded uh, answer to your question. No, but it's enlightening. Yeah. It's like you you understand like people's philosophies on life. Yeah, I don't I don't know what mine is. Um, is it one that like something that I just live my life by? I mean, like I have a few things. Uh, maybe this will spark your like like so something my mom would always say to me growing up was like engage your brain before putting your mouth in gear, and like that's uh... something that's just like embedded in my mind. Is like think about what you're gonna say before you say it. You're very poised. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, her? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I can totally see that. But, like, that's it's so embedded in me. And, like, it's not something I came up with on my own, but it was just, like, it's one of those things. You, that's just how you live. Well, like, most of mine, I, I have those, but I don't like them. You know, the ones that my mom or dad gave me that were, like, obey your parents. Remember whose little girl you are. Like, they were all Braid your very, hair. Like, strict mm-hmm. um, things that I'm trying to get away from. But, my, I mean, the ones I taught, I'm trying to break free from. Mm-hmm. So, that would be my party answer. So, loneliness. Why are people afraid to talk about it? Why is this not a topic that people discuss? I mean, it's so... We all feel lonely. If we can all talk about how depressed and anxious we are, we should be able to say, like, I'm lonely without feeling like we're like an outcast oh wow yes yes why is loneliness so depressing to people Mm -hmm. it's because you know we have this like image of what a lonely person is and like they're weird and they're an outcast and like 18 cats yeah and like it's the hunchback of notre dame and like Mm -hmm. that's like we're like that's the lonely person where in fact like we all just have experience like loneliness throughout our lives repeatedly time after time after time from the time when we were kids through uh, throughout our teens through and we like go to college and when we graduate from college and like or if we don't go to college and all of your friends do or like you don't become a mom and all your friends do or, or vice versa and so there's all of these things because life has so many more options to it and we all have like this incredible variety of lives that we can choose to live and when you find the right people who are on the same wavelength as you, who are living kind of the same life and the same ambitions and thoughts and feelings, that's when you unlock your authentic self and you feel like you can fully just be. And we're all just seeking, like, how do we be that authentic self? So loneliness is like a gift showing you the people that you should connect with. Yeah, and you can have the opportunity to, like, then build, like, what kind of conversation, what kind of connection do you want to have? You know, I think literally every single person on the planet has felt lonely and we need to have this opening up and we all admit that we feel lonely I just moved here and I had this day when I was moving driving home from work and it was like Friday after work and like I'd reached out to like the handful of people I knew in town and they were all like oh welcome to town like I'm available in a few weeks and I'm like crying because I'm like I have no friends I left all my friends what am I doing this is so hard and like I made a tool to fix this. I'm like I'm on Vina, and I'm like I'm gonna make some friends. I need to do it. And the thing is, it's not instant. And like we can't expect it to be instant. It's not the same as ordering groceries. Like these are other humans. We all have busy lives. We all are like you know if you even if you don't have other people in your lives, you're still like going to work or doing something. And it's not. It takes time to meet up with a person and find that person. It's same as like you're not gonna find the one on the first date you ever go on. Mm-hmm. So is it okay if if you are in a small town? I'm really concerned about the people in small towns. You, you guys really are. I, it's like a real problem in my heart right now because I'm just worried about people who can't. We. Can you ha- I think it's because we grew up in small towns. But can they have an online relationship? Is that the same? Mm, yes and no. I mean, you can develop like connections online but at the end of the day 
like you need to have in-person interactions like there's an energy like you need to hug people like takes hugging someone for 20 seconds for your body your brain to release oxytocin and like that's a good important feeling to have you have an energy someone told me i don't know if this is a real fact but so we're gonna gonna believe it as well let's believe it that you can actually um an ekg like the energy can read your heart rate or like your energy in your body from like 15 feet away wow yeah and like we like smell each other there's energy there's eye contact there are all of these nonverbal things that are happening when you're spending time in person with other people and that is essential we Got can't it. make up for that with digital friends. There, I think it's jo- Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm. Pr- I hope change your brain. Change your. Am yeah. I saying his last name? I wrong? don't know. Does he actually did studies on like how powerful the uh, heart, like heart field, mm-hmm. the field, it's it's our most powerful organ that emits energy mm-hmm. that extends like beyond time and space and can like reach people like it's. There's it's a, incredible. There's it's a documentary incredible. where it can it can communicate with yogurt, like yogurt in your heart, because yogurt's alive. Everything's yeah. alive, but like our hearts are study, it's yeah. like communicating with That's each other. Crazy. Our yeah. hearts are so magnetic. But I this is what I love about podcasts, and not just like I'm not like <laughs> this is why I love our podcast. I when I'm feeling lonely, I I have like my go to podcast that I put on. Because I'm like, I feel like my friends are in the car with me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why it's the parasocial effect. It's the that's totally. Happening. But I uh. think that's why podcasts are kind of on the come up even more. Mm-hmm. People are really because because I think people are really lonely in, in our society. It's like it's isolating. Yeah. You know, it's like it's living very... in these cities and like everyone's very ambitious and we have our goals and we have our dreams and we're all trying to manifest and make it happen. And and we neglect i mean i know that i neglect like family time and uh social events to kind of build this future that i have and it gets lonely yeah, yeah. we think of our social lives as an indulgence i think in society where it's like once oh, everything out like i can then go out with my friends or if i'm going out with my friends i'm neglecting like self care but like spending time with people is self care it's I so like nourishing. I love that. Like our lunch with Natalie the other day, I think I left like on cloud nine and I literally, I did this thing where I was like, oh, I'm going to be productive and I'm going to write and I'm going to do this and all these goals that I'm going to attain today. Or, And mm-hmm. then I didn't do them, but I feel like a part of me was going to go beat myself up and be like, you didn't write, you didn't create this, you didn't do that. And I was like, I'm so inspired and I feel so connected and I just feel like everything was reset just from like a lunch with girlfriends. Yeah. It's like Vicki Gumbelson says you were filling up your love take, tank. Love tank. I'm Real Housewives, Orange County. So obviously we could talk to you for probably 50 years. Um, and hopefully you'll come back and talk to us more. Let's talk for 50 years. Let's talk. <laughs> okay. You're our new friend. So we're going to be talking for 50 years. I don't years. have any yet. So that's fantastic news. Perfect. We, you're all our best friends. Yeah. You, get we're, in it's, here. It's done. It's already done. If you're done. in LA, look for me on Vina. I'm looking for new friends. <laughs> um, where? Okay. So Vina, it's an app that they can it's just find. It's an app find. available on the App Store and the Google Play Store. Okay. Available in everywhere in the world. 158 countries. Spell um, it. Hey, hey, like hey, um, and then Vina, V-I-N-A. So here's a fun fact for you: Vina directly translates to female friend in Icelandic. 
Oh my God, this is so freaking sweet. So now you have all learned a word in Iceland. So if you show up in Iceland, which, you know, everyone should go to Iceland. It's, I hear it's amazing. I haven't been yet, but um, let's go. We can just, you can just look around and like make eye contact with everyone and be like, Vina. And like, then you're like Female making friends. They, they speak English there too, but <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, but what? if you like know the word, Vina, I mean, it's kind of like Amiga, but um, so the word, Hey Vina came from. This wine group that I had called Ladies Who Vino. So it was an iteration on that. But when I started to look in the meaning of it, it's also a feminine version of the name David. And the meaning of the name means beloved or friend. So so cute. Vina is a really important word. And I hope that we can. You are my Venus now. Yes. So we can just go in the app store. Download Hey Vina. It's free. Um, What? I thought you were going to say it was like and it's in every major city. Every major city. Wow. Congratulations. I, this is huge. Not only ha- are you connecting women, but that's just an amazing feat. I'm, I'm so proud of you. I'm yeah. so excited for uh, our listeners to download the app and meet friends in their area. And Me like all meet each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And put it in your bio that you found out about Vina from this podcast. So in case you see other people who did, you can find each other. Oh, my God. Amazing. And uh, we have a Facebook group superficial magic vibrators on facebook join it's, the group yeah it's if people are saying they can't find it right now but try oh gosh we have to fix that yeah really? tr- yeah they're still saying it i've been maybe taylor can help us we'll ask yeah. him okay um but yeah but try to find it I, it'll hopefully be open by the time this comes out it'll be open it's fine um superficial magic vibrators okay we don't also have any, yes wh- where can they find you on instagram yes oh i'm hey olivia june perfect and uh you can find the vena instagram at hey or sorry it's at Venazine. And Venazine is our publication that's written by 2,000 of our members from around the world who share their stories and their advice for how to live your best life and how to navigate the world of making new friends and learning if it's a good time to maybe get rid of some of those friends that aren't contributing positively to your life. Well, that's always a tough one, but it has to be done. Yes. Okay. Girlfriend, you're changing the world. Yeah, this is beautiful. This is huge. That's the goal is for us to, you know, not only be able to have the resources of the, because when we have the right people behind us, we can do anything we oh, want. That, uh, that's what I was going to say. I'll say that in the intro, but it's like the four people oh. we spend the most time with are who we become, right? Exactly. And yeah. we leave at this point, we leave it up to serendipity to finding those people. Yeah, don't do that. We should be taking full every ounce of power into figuring out who the right people are and curating that group of people to be the ones that really make you shine. Mm-hmm. Like you should not hang out with people that make you feel bad. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. I chills. Chills. Um, speaking of changing the world, go rate the Superficial Magic podcast five stars. Uh, leave it a review. Share it with a friend. Follow Dana Moon on Instagram. At Dana Moon Me. Follow Megan. At Megan Granger. Um, and share this episode with a friend. Yeah, share it. What do you have to lose? Except making more friends and new friends and just share it. All right. We love you. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Bye, pair, bitch. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.